You're listening. You're listening to a University of Kentucky. University of Kentucky. College of Arts and Sciences podcast. Rebecca Freeman, a lecturer in the Department of Earth and Environmental Sciences, studies a creature that has gone mostly extinct, the brachiopod. When I interviewed her about her research, which unearthed a previously unknown species, I also got a ghost story from Lexington, Kentucky. Hi, I'm Rebecca Freeman. I'm a lecturer here in the Department of Earth and Environmental Sciences. A lot of people growing up in Kentucky collect fossils, and I was certainly um, among them. All over the state of Kentucky, we have a lot of brachiopod fossils, and that's actually my specialty. A brachiopod is a marine animal that has two shells, so it superficially looks a bit like a clam or an oyster, but it's actually a completely different animal. It has different organs, internal structure. It actually is very rare in modern environments. Um, in, in the past, whenever the rocks in Kentucky were deposited, it was a much more common type of animal. So you said there's a ghost story associated with this research. I would love to hear it. All right, so the, the bigger brachiopod in this story is called Raffinesquina. And Raffinesquina was actually named after a naturalist named Raffinesque. And Raffinesque was a natural historian at Transylvania University. He was a professor there in the early 1800s. He was let go very suddenly, fired basically. And there are several rumors about why. One was that perhaps he didn't teach his classes. Another rumor that probably wasn't true was that he was sleeping with the university president's wife. But at any rate, he was let go. He left Lexington. and He left Transylvania University with a curse on it. And the curse turned out to be really effective because the university president was fired and he died soon after that. And the university burned to the ground in the next several years as well. So Raffinesque left. Lexington, he went to Philadelphia, he never returned, and eventually he died, and after he died, an uh, autopsy was done, and they, during the autopsy, they cut off the top of his cranium. And the reason this is significant and has a parallel to our story is that um, we believe that our bigger brachiopod, Raffinesquina, put a curse on our little brachiopods. It provided a trap that caused them to perish by the dozens. And in the course of studying these brachiopods, one of the techniques that we employed was to do serial sectioning, which is where you take the brachiopod shell and you're cutting it into a series of sections. So we thought that was rather eerily like what was done to the body of Raffinesque. Now another interesting tie-in here is that Transylvania University eventually decided that they could alleviate the curse by digging up the body of Raffinesque and bringing it back to Lexington. So they did so, and when they did so, an eyewitness mentioned an intact full large skull that was brought out of the grave. So it seems fairly clear that the person who was actually buried in Raffinesque's grave underneath the steps of the main administration building at Transylvania University is actually not Raffinesque. Similarly, in the case of our brachiopods, we never did actually figure out what the identity was of the small lingulid brachiopod that was trapped beneath the Raffinesquina shells. We don't know what genus it is, and we definitely don't know what species it is. So the identity of the occupant of the Raffinesquina tombs remains unknown. So, how did this happen? Did the Raffinesquina brachiopods do this on purpose? At this time, about 450 million years ago, our area was a warm tropical sea, sort of like the Bahamas today. So, like the Bahamas, it would have been regularly disturbed by hurricanes. So apparently there was a big storm, and the storm stirred up the seafloor. Uh, the sand and the mud that was on the seafloor, as well as the shell fragments and shells, were all stirred up, and then redeposited. And so these little little brachiopods, the lingulid brachiopods that lived in burrows, 
they were redeposited in the mud. They were buried alive, basically. But because they lived in burrows and they had the ability to burrow, they started to burrow upwards to try to escape, to get back up to the surface so they could um, feed and live. But as they burrowed upwards, unfortunately for them, they encountered practically a pavement of the bigger brachiopod shells that had been redeposited above them. And they couldn't get through those shells. They didn't know how to get around them. And so they just burrowed up underneath the highest point beneath those shells. And they were stuck. They didn't know what to do. They didn't have any instinct to do anything other than go upwards. Who did you collaborate with on this project? Ben Dottillo at Indiana Purdue Fort Wayne. We also had two of his students working with us, Aaron Morse and Michael Blair. Steve Felton, who's an amateur paleontologist in Cincinnati, and then finally John Pajetta at the Smithsonian Institute. Paleontology is always um, a bit of a ghost story. I mean, we study dead things. And sometimes solving a paleontological mystery is a little bit like solving a whodunit. Thanks for listening. And thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences and the Department of Earth and Environmental Sciences for making this Brachio podcast possible.